Do you have a serious long-term health condition? Then make sure you double your defences this winter with the COVID-19 and flu vaccines. Extra protection is critical, as flu and COVID-19 can make you seriously ill. It's safe to have both vaccines at the same time, so don't delay. Do it now. Double your defences. Get vaccinated. Get protected. Go to nhs.uk to find out more. This is our People podcast telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hello and welcome to Our People podcast. I'm Harry Newhouse and on today's episode we'll be talking to our learning disability liaison nurses Pauline Henry and Wendy Myers. We'll be finding out what their roles uh, here at the Trust involve on a daily basis, how patients can access their service, what the, what the service has to offer uh, our acute staff and what plans they have for the future. Welcome to the podcast, Pauline and Wendy. Thank you. Thanks, Harry. Um, Pauline, uh, to be more precise, your role here at the Trust is Acute Learning Disability Liaison Nurse. Could you tell us a bit about what that involves and what your service has to offer? Yes, so as a acute learning disability liaison nurse um, alongside Wendy who uh, is based at Sunderland Royal. I'm based at South Tyneside Hospital. Our services are Monday to Friday half past eight till five and we're accessible to patients who have a learning disability and or autism and all staff within the hospital trust. Um, What we really want to do is to promote the service and be accessible at the point of need. So if we are aware that a patient is coming in with uh, an outpatient appointment for an outpatient appointment, or they're coming in for some planned surgery, um, we are available to be contacted to give some support prior to the appointment and to make all reasonable adjustments. And we can talk a little bit later about reasonable adjustments, but really it's about making a positive experience for the patient and also to give that level of support to staff. And uh, Wendy, you do the same role. However, as um, as Pauline mentioned, you're at Sunderland Royal Hospital. Um, do patients at both hospitals get offered the same treatment when using the service? Yes, they most certainly do. Uh, we offer the same um, as South Tyneside Hospital, we can support with um, day surgery uh, when people come in for outpatient appointments. We also liaise with patients on the, and their families on the wards within Sunderland Royal. Um, so yes, they do. They get the same treatment. Who does the service aim to support? So the service aims to support all adults um, who have a learning disability and or autism. Um, We do welcome any queries from any of the wards or departments if there's a concern that a patient might not be accessing appointments or they might not be uh, understanding uh, what the clinician is explaining to them. We can then take uh, some information and liaise with our respective community learning disability teams to find out whether the person has a learning disability and or autism and if appropriate, we can put a flag on the record and then we can start our involvement. Um, obviously, you know, with the consent of the patient or in the patient's best interest, if they don't have a capacity to make um, a decision around having that level of support. 
If a patient comes into our hospitals and has learning disabilities, how will they be able to access your service if they need help? Uh, well, Harry, this can be a number of reasons. We can have the wards. Uh, ward staff can contact us by telephone and let us know if they need advice or support with a patient who they may have as an inpatient. Uh, we can also get calls and emails from consultants or from community teams um, who will basically give us um, some information on the patient. We can contact the family within the community or liaise with the community team to find out exactly what they need when they come in in the hospital and put that preparation in place. It may well be like it's an introductory visit to come in and be introduced to the staff, to the environment, uh, to reduce anxiety levels, uh, take photographs and basically have a little tour around the department that they're going to visit. And this all helps to ease anxiety in a patient with a learning disability who may or may not also have autism. How are you able to support those seeking help? So what we can do is, as Wendy said, we can offer a, um, a visit prior to any appointment, but we can also offer some easy read material. So information that's really accessible in pictorial format. Uh, so it could be about a procedure such as having an endoscopy or an MRI scan. And we can also offer a hospital passport. So the health and care passport is available and it can really help support the visit, the inpatient admission. It can have lots of detail such as, you know, how does the person communicate if they're in pain or distress? How do they like to be addressed? Um, do they like to have um, a special routine around mealtimes? Um, and just from the experience I've had over the years, for people with an autism, with autism, uh, sometimes they like to bring their favourite blanket or cup, or they may require a side room as well. It might be too um, too difficult for the person to be on a main ward. So we can look at all kinds of reasonable adjustments, but the passport really does help both the patient to communicate their needs, but also to the staff supporting the patient. Mm. So for someone coming into hospital, uh, Wendy and I can also, um, you know, meet up with the person, their carers, their relatives, and we can have a discussion about whether the person would like to have a look at, um, for example, say the radiology department, they're coming in for an MRI scan, we can arrange a visit prior to the appointment, just so that the person has an opportunity to, you know, be introduced to the staff and to really get a sense of what the sound is like for the um, machines and, and really just to prepare them for what to expect on the day of the appointment. What are the best ways to communicate the patients wanting or needing towards the staff? So we talk to the um, staff about uh, the information that we already have about the person and we just ask you know what do they perceive to be the challenges and it could be environmental so for example we could be talking about you know aids such as having you know a hoist available but it could also be about you know communication so for somebody with autism it's very important for staff to be mindful not to bombard the person with lots of questions and to sometimes understand that it's really important to allow you know up to you know maybe 10-15 seconds for the person to understand the question to process the information and respond with an answer and not to be uncomfortable around silence. 
Absolutely, Pauline. And, the, you know, that occurs on the ward as well with things, just a simple thing like reading a menu uh, whilst on the hospital ward. So it's important that we get this message across to, to all staff, right up from the consultants all the way down to the catering staff uh, and the cleaning staff. Uh, so you could have a, cater, a member of the catering staff going onto the ward and going around asking everyone what they'd like for their lunch. But it, the communication passport would come in really, really useful because it highlights what the person's favourite foods are um, and not obviously it, that person might have problems with processing. So it's really to educate the catering staff and breaking that information down into maybe two simple choices of their two favourite foods rather than, like Pauline said, overwhelming them with information. Um, how does someone get access to the care of passport? So there is um, a, a link on the trust intranet for staff to download the passport and print it off. And also, you know, we can provide through our community learning disability teams passports for uh, patients, clients who come into service at the point of their assessment. They'll be offered the uh, passport. Once a patient is well enough to go home, is the service still available to them? So as an outpatient appointment, um, if they have follow-ups, yes, um, definitely we can support that. Um, and what we can do is within South Tyneside, we offer the opportunity to um, have a hospital exit questionnaire just to pick up on any concerns that they might have had that weren't uh, known about or communicated to staff or Wendy or myself. And we can uh, do a follow-up visit with them to just uh, talk through their experience but it's really around further appointments being offered in the hospital as an outpatient. How do your roles help our staff because you mentioned some uh, some like tips there to how they can uh, deal with people with learning disabilities better uh, so how, how does your role help them? We really we use our role as an education. We're like educators, aren't we, and facilitators as well. Because we'll go down onto the wards and speak to all of the staff. It won't necessarily just be the nursing staff. Um, I can go onto the ward now and be talking with the girls who are giving the meals out or who are cleaning the wards because they can be on the. I was going to say on the ground really because they're in, on the wards more. I would say than the nursing staff, um, and their interaction with the patients just as much as anyone. So I think it's really important that we get the, the message across to them about what's in the patient passport, what the needs of the patient are um, for, for when they're communicating. And I, I just think it, it makes the patient experience that, that bit better, really. Wendy, what training opportunities are available at the Trust for Staff? Well, Harry, we have the Learning Disability Diamond Acute Care Pathway which has been introduced to support an understanding for staff of an individual with a learning disability and or autism. And we have a training resource available for staff, which is mandatory. It's every three years and it's available via the Trust Intranet. Are we the only trust in the area that offers this service? No, we're not. Um, so we're really fortunate in the North East and Cumbria to have an acute learning disability liaison nurse in every hospital. Um, and the benefit of that is um, obviously for, you know, enhancing the patient experience. But also, um, as acute liaison nurses, Wendy and myself have an opportunity to meet with a group of uh, learning disability acute liaison nurses. Um, every month or six weeks, we'll call our group the A2A, which is the Access to Acute. 
And it's a great opportunity to share practice um, and really just give some peer support to uh, ourselves as a group of learning disability liaison nurses. We have a, um, a vision that the northeast and of England and Cumbria would be the best place to be for a person who has a learning disability in autism. Perfect. Uh, uh, that brings us to the end of, uh, of this episode of Our People Podcast. Thank you very much, Pauline and Wendy, for taking the time out uh, of your busy day and joining me today. Harry, thank you very much. On behalf of myself and Wendy, we are passionate about supporting people who have a learning disability and or autism who access services within South Tyneside and Sunderland hospitals. Thanks, Harry. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Our People Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.